Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Mm-hmm. This morning, again, I always say morning. We always say that, we, I know. I'm recording but in the morning, honestly, we typically record in the morning. I have no idea when you're listening Well, it to could it, be evening, so. and I would still say morning. It's just like always morning in my world. It's, I, yeah. Always. Yeah. Like Unless I'm sleeping. Automatically. So, <laughs> uh, today, we're going to look at um, a little bit of the story that surrounds John the Baptist. I love John the Baptist. Or John the Baptizer. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we're not sure that he was actually part of a Baptist church, so he's I John, think not. John the Baptizer, <laughs> um, and just kind of working through. Um, this is, we're going to be in Matthew chapter eleven, so it's not kind of John as the baby leaping hmm. in the womb, mm-hmm. right? Which we we have talk, done. We've talked about that at at Christmas time. It's not it's not John the the hobo in the desert. That's good. Nazarite vows. Also interesting though. Uh, baptizing Jesus. Right. Uh, I think we did that one as well. I believe. Um, this is John arrested by Herod. Yeah, not, right? not so the most exciting later, time of his but story. But it's this but kind powerful. of this moment where here's a guy who there was prophecy about his birth, very specifically about what he would do with his life, yeah. who he was preparing the way for, yeah. right? Jesus. And here he is, and he's got a little bit of questions. He's right. got some questions because... Mm-hmm. He probably never envisioned being arrested by Herod and I don't know. potentially being put to death, right? Like right off the hop, you're like, I don't, I don't know. know if this is the way that preparing the way for Jesus was supposed to go, right? I don't know, There's though. Questions. Like he did not live an easy, normal status quo life. No, no. no. And you think and about any, it. Like, by any means. And you think about it, he... He lived, they lived under the rule of Herod the whole time. They knew what kind of a man he was like. They knew what his father and grandfather were like. As you take back all the way, yes, the name is Herod Mm. all the time, but Mm. there's multiple Herods in the Gospels, so you have to actually stop and go, which Herod is this? So the Herod that was ruling when Jesus was born, it was grandfather. The the, bit of the middle uh, part here is a different Herod, and then by the time you get into the early church and there's Herod, uh, it's uh, there was a, like three different third. ones, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the question becomes, like, it you know, do we ever question the mm. Bible? Do we ever question God? It always comes down to, and this is the sim- most simple, basic way. It's just why. Yeah. Right. It's the, the, the question, question. The question that comes from every why? little kid. Why? And but, and don't we do that all the time? Like, why God does yeah. this have to happen? But it's this way? not necessarily that. Like, why? 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 It's because we want to know. Yeah, we, we do want know. answers, or we want to know why God's not doing what we think we should. That's true too. Yeah, that's right? the other like, side of it. Why do I have to endure this? Mm, right, yeah. and all those kinds of things. And, right, and sometimes we just need to understand that tough times can often result from not living as God has planned. But sometimes right. tough times happen just because tough times happen. Right, right. Like, we're doing it. We're checking. You know, if you want to say you're checking all the boxes, you're yeah. you know you're living your life. You know, like, so you're you're fully you roll back to like something Jesus. like. The Great Depression, yeah. or World War right. One, or World yeah. War Two, or any of the conflicts that are going on around the world, um, I don't, you know, they're not happening because people, uh, you know, that are caught in the midst of them, right, are, are suffering because God is saying, "Hey, this is what." Yeah. But there are people who are living very 
clearly apart from right. God's ideals yeah. and, and trying to exert authority power over others. And clearly. there's this reality where sometimes difficulty is just the byproduct of all of that. You're just right. stuck a, in yes, the midst living of it. Here so, in, this world, yeah. uh, in those moments, though, we mm-hmm. know that God uses the adversity to shape us. Yeah, right? absolutely. And to build our character and mm-hmm. to grow the depth of our, our trust. I mean, we just did yeah. a psalm. Uh, on on Tuesday that came out, and mm-hmm. today's Thursday, but we're recording them back to back. And what was it? It was the, it was the, you know, I know that you can look after me, right? Like I know you can look, take care of me. As David is yeah. is going through that, that bit while he's running away from Saul, um, circumstances are never the things that make or break us. It's that they reveal who we are. Yeah. Right. And, and whether think, or not we're prepared for them. Yes. And I think even in that, like you said, going back to what you said a few minutes ago, is that they bring us, God uses them to shape us, you said. Yeah. Yes. But he also uses it to reveal who he is to us. Absolutely. And yeah. um, about himself that we wouldn't otherwise know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those hard things. Yeah. And so these things come, circumstances happen. Uh, they reveal who we are and the depth of whether or not right. we trust God, right? So yes, yes. Today, here is for you out there who maybe are questioning and mm. and struggling with that and feeling, you know, because oftentimes you kind of get this inferior feeling like I shouldn't be questioning. I know, and, I know. Uh, Why do we Here we're about to look at John the Baptist question, questioning, yeah. right? So Matthew chapter 11, verses mm-hmm. 1 through 3. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? <laughs> so so doubt, are you him? Doubt. <laughs> are you <laughs> if him? you're the guy, why am I in here? Mm. Um, that's Should we be que- looking for someone else? <laughs> that's the question. Like, why, yeah. why am I looking at you? And doubt can lead us uh, to seeking the truth. And that's what's happening here, right? So John is in prison. He's got people with him. So back in those times, if you were in prison, they didn't feed you and they didn't care for you. You're just locked in a room. So somebody else had to take like care of Like the Four Feathers you. movie, where they're <laughs> yes. in, the, yeah. in that horrible prison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of an obscure movie reference, but yeah, sure, like Sorry. that. I love that so, movie. So <laughs> yes, but somebody had to look after you, right? And, and in lots of places in the world, that's kind of the way it is in hospitals. I got sick while I was in the Philippines. Hmm. Somebody, gotcha. somebody who I knew right. had to actually be there to like change the IV bags. Well, somebody had to care and, about you enough right, to make sure you survived make, it. You know, feed me, mm. those kinds of things, because it didn't work that way in that hospital. Same kind so of idea strange, here, right? right? Like, here's John, he's in prison. If yeah. you would like to be fed, you're going to need somebody to bring you food, kind of thing. Um, but the doubting can lead us to seeking the truth. So John... Um, like I said, was was to prepare the way for his cousin Jesus. Right. Like there's a close family connection here. They they knew each other right from the womb. There's this whole deal. He had been publicly preaching Jesus was and mm. is the Messiah. Yep. And now he's in prison and he's got this doubt. <laughs> so right? are you him? The one I've been talking about? Yeah, Herod puts him in prison <laughs> and basically he knew, like, I'm not getting out of here. Like yeah. I'm I'm dying in here. I would, how old was John? He would have been young, 30-ish. In oh, his, they were in the he was a little bit older the, than Jesus, but not like, much. And yeah, when you say a little bit, you're like... Six months? Three months? They would have been more, what, the same year? Within a calendar ba- year? If, the ba- if you can feel and see two babies leaping in the womb, they're probably within... Months. Months of yeah. each other. Like two, three months. Three months. You know, Possibly maybe, four. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But mm-hmm. 
you mean there's not much difference in in the age. So so early thirties, thirty-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And he's looking around, going, "This is this is the end for me." Yeah. Did I did I waste this heralding? Like, yeah. I wasn't alive when people made the prophecy of what I was supposed to do. Right. And I wasn't maybe totally aware when babies are leaping in the womb together. I've heard all this stuff. Right. It was me, but I don't remember. I took the Nazarite <laughs> vow, which is mm. a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, there's a lot of pieces to that, and he's lived it mm. for 30 years. And he's like, and this is how it ends? Yeah. So he's got some doubts, mm. right? He wants to know, was this real? Yeah. Or is this real? Right. Was this so, in vain? Was my whole life in vain? So he sends the disciples to go to Jesus. Jesus is not in the prison with John. Jesus is doing his thing, Mm -hmm. and he sends the disciples out, and that gets us to Matthew chapter 11, verses 4 through 6. All right, and Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you see, what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. Mm -hmm. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Yeah, so this is one of those moments. Interesting. That's interesting for even today. (laughs) Yeah, well, those were the things that all throughout the Old Testament, you knew that the kingdom of God was near Mm. when the blind would see, the lame would walk, the deaf could hear, um, the poor would be fed, all of those kinds of things. So Jesus is saying to the disciples, go tell John what you see. Yeah. Yeah. you tell him this, and he's going to know that things are changing. Yeah. Right? It's those this moments. This is real. It's those drips that you get to see right now. And, uh, you know, as I look out the window, there's water dripping off the roof because the snow is melting. Right? So um, it's those moments where you think, oh, winter is going away. And uh, the hope of warm weather. Um, this is what Jesus is saying. Go tell John that you see the marks. Yeah. The kingdom of God is coming. Yeah. And so Jesus tells all of them to go back. And to report what they've seen. And basically that is, yes, Jesus is the Messiah. This is, these are the things that are going on. Uh, and the evidence for them would be overwhelming. Jesus doesn't actually say, yes, I'm the Messiah. Go tell him that. Right. He says, just look at what I'm doing. Yeah. And so the evidence. This should Jesus, be obvious. Jesus is saying the evidence of what I'm doing is enough. Yeah. And, and we start to realize that scripture all over the place is full of these kind of statements, right? So if you think about 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul mm. is being, you know, he's writing a letter to the Corinth church and he's trying to say to them, like to convince to them, like I understand why this is true. So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 verses 1 through about to, to 12, he just goes, I want to remind you about the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Jesus died for our sins. He was buried. He was raised on the third day. He appeared to Cephas, <laughs> then to 12, then 500 more. Um, some are still alive. Some have fallen asleep. He appeared to James, then to the apostles. Mm-hmm. Last of all, he appeared to me. Um, then he kind of goes through some of more of the things that had convinced him. And he's like, look, we follow a God hmm. who there's evidence about. Yeah. Like we don't have to just, believe, you know, we're not hoping on yeah. us a mythical story we've heard. We know that he lived. Um, even now today, you can stop and you can look back and go, there's actual histories written by Romans that name Jesus of Nazareth and the uprising in that right. time, yeah. right? And so, yeah, there's history that yeah. says he's who he is. Like, yeah. he came. There's actually history accounts that say, yeah, like, there are people who think that he died and rose from the dead. Yeah, And the historian never never is quite brave enough to say it didn't or did happen. 
You just kind of say, some people believe this, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but we have evidence. all this evidence that is overwhelming. And that's exactly what Jesus does to answer John. He says, just look at what's yeah. happening. And so when we have questions and we dig in, right, we need to understand that we're going to be confronted with evidence that we have to see mm-hmm. and frame in the context of Scripture. We have to look at it and figure out, like, what do we actually believe? Right. Right. So then we get to Matthew. We're going to skip ahead a few verses here. Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 to 19. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. (laughs) The son of man came, eating and drinking, and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Yeah, so you get the kind of the... the, the Calling ju- wisdom a female here. Yeah, they get female. the juxtaposition of, <clears throat> of the two the two guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of John and Jesus. And Jesus, uh, John came preaching sinfulness, people, uh, pe- preaching on people's sinfulness and their need to repent. Right. And Jesus comes teaching, like, the kingdom is coming and the feast is, the table is set. The feast is here. Yeah. Right? The, all of the bounty of God's kingdom has arrived. Um, and people didn't want either. Yeah. They didn't want to hear sinfulness and repent. Right. And well, nobody did, loves and they, that. And they looked think. at the partying and went, oh, well, that can't be true either. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the opposite of what he said. And so yeah. then there's this, this whole thing where people can't, can't reconcile just sometimes just the unabashed joy yeah. that we should have in the church. We figure right. that we should come you know, beat up and downtrodden. And yet there's a joy and an excitement because the kingdom of God has come near. Yeah. Right? The blind are seeing. Like, yeah, there's crazy. amazing the lame things are happening. Walking, the deaf hear. Yeah. Like all of those kinds of things should cause us excitement. And and we have this this kind of opposite thing where you start to realize like, man, doubt can wreck us. Yeah. Because it can take away both ends. It takes away both the seriousness and the response to sin. Yeah. But it can also take away the willingness to walk into celebration yeah. well, with joy. Well, and it steals your joy. Yeah, it does. Right? It, it absolutely does. Yeah. Um, so then we're going to jump. We're going to jump out to uh, the book of James, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Mm. Yeah, doubt is is debilitating when it holds us back. Yeah. Right? Uh, we stop searching for answer, answers and we just live in our fear. Yeah. We just... Absolutely, we, it overtakes us. We, we just, you know, it's those moments where you know something bad is coming, like, you know, a car coming down the street and you know it's going to hit you or mm. something flying through the air at you like a, you know, uh, something's going to hit you. Like and when you're you know, in gym and, class and, and it comes right at your face and, and smashes you. And so instead of getting out of the way, yeah. you actually just you freeze. freeze, right? Yeah, and I mean, that's what doubt can do. You, yeah. You're not able to react or respond or to do anything. Um, and the reality is, you know, we've got these things that we're called to do to, to combat that. 
Right. And that is, we seek out godly counsel, right? So if you've, if you're living with doubt and you have questions, mm. don't freeze, find somebody who can help you sort through the questions. Somebody who you're safe enough to, to ask them, Hey, what's, what's your opinion of this? Mm. And, and they'll work through with you. Yeah. Um, the other one would be to, uh, search through your scriptures, right? Like we've, we live in an era when you can search through with like more resources than anybody ever has had. And we can sort that through. Um, and then we, we're called to ask God for wisdom. We can pray to God and he will actually lead us to the resources or whatever that we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we stay active in the church with yeah. other believers. Right? Because <clears throat> that we, in communities. Because we need that communication. We need so to be in those relationships. And this is how God intends us to find answers for our doubts. Yeah. In community, right? Yeah. John didn't sit in prison alone saying, I don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah. I got to send some people to go ask Jesus. Yeah, he had community even in prison. <clears throat> right? right, so he did all of those things, yeah. right? He sought godly counsel. Uh, he didn't have a Bible that he could hold in his hand, but he went to the guy who the Bible is about. Yeah. He asked God for wisdom, literally right. went right to literally the guy. God. And he stayed active with his believers. He sent the disciples out, to his disciples out to find something yeah. out, and then they came back and they would have encouraged him. Yes, right? yes. And, and, and strengthened him. And that's kind of the pattern that we're called to do. So... Um, we got a, a little bit more to look at here in the book of Job, but that's what you're called to. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you're in those moments where you doubt is don't, don't stop. Doubt should drive us to action. Yeah. Don't let it engulf you so Not, that you become yeah, motionless exactly. and you freeze in it and it like overwhelms you to the point that you are destroyed. Yeah, exactly. So let's look at <clears throat> Job chapter one, verses nine, 10 and 11. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. Yeah, so God's word is full of truth hmm. if we search for it. And sometimes it's hard to hear, and it's hard to accept, and it's hard to understand. But here's an example of that. Of right? What? Of something that's hard to understand. Okay. Right? Yeah. So here's Satan saying, Oh, you know what? Job's not Job's not all that great. You've just given him a really easy life. Yeah, you've made it you've all made, of these things you've, possible. And, you've protected and him. And you've protected him from yeah. circumstances crashing yeah. in on him. Right. So here's the deal. Yeah. And why don't you reach out and just take some of that stuff away? And here's the hard part. And so God says to, to Satan, Okay, do, do pretty do, much do your worst. Do what you can. But do don't what, touch him. Don't do what you think you need yeah. to do, but you can't touch him. And Satan thought that if hard times came on to Job, if loss and devastation came, that he would curse God. Now, if you've read the book of Job, you know that um, he loses all of his wealth. Yeah. He loses his wife. He loses his children. He loses everything. And then he sits down and he's got some friends who are pretty good off Does the start. Does he lose his wife, though? I thought so. I thought so too, but then I heard a comedian talking about about I don't how know if we should be taking. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, let me just see, like how. Oh, I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna touch him, but I'm gonna leave his wife. Like that's punishment enough, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a joke, ha ha. Oh, but then I was like, oh, wait, did his wife not die? Anyway, sorry, a little bit of a sidestep there. Yeah, no, it's now gone sideways, and as <laughs> as is always the thing with us, we we go because his sons and daughters. His his animals, 
I thought she was the last to die. Anyway. I know. Huge loss in yeah. Job's oh, life. Yeah, oh, could you right? imagine? Huge. Oh, man. And then, and then we've got the friends who sit there, and at first they're great. Like, they're not. They're quiet. They're like, you know what? It'll be okay. But then, and then, then they just turn, and they're like, no, you should curse God. Like, just be done with this. This mourning and this death, mm-hmm. doubt and all of that kind of stuff, and, and curse God. And the reality is... Um, the question that we wrestle out of this whole question, this whole story with Job is, is are we fair weather followers? Do yeah. we follow God because we get good stuff from him? And is it harder for mm. us to follow through when something is hard? Like when we show up to work and we lose our job for whatever yeah. reason, do we get mad at God mm. or do we trust that he'll provide for us another way? And, and, you know, there's examples like that, and we can run that through all the way in Job's life from losing wealth to losing family to losing, you know, everything. And you start to realize, uh, how would we hold up in a faith test like that? Oh. Uh, one of the things that I tell our church all the time is like, that's not a one-off situation in Scripture, mm. right? Satan also comes and asks to sift Peter. In the Gospels. Yes, that's right. So this is a this is a conversation that is like common enough that it happened twice in Scripture. That Satan says, "No, I think I can break that person. I don't think that they're really as sold out to you as they appear to be. I would like to test them." And twice God has looked at Satan and said, "Okay, have at it." Mm-hmm. And and that would be like. That's a rough thing to hmm. have to reconcile in our brain. That, it's very hard. That that sometimes these situations are are they have nothing to do with us. Yeah, right. And, but we have to walk through in faith somehow. And so the question is: Are we fair weather followers? How would hmm. we hold up in a faith test? And what do we do with our doubt? What yeah. do we do with it? Uh, Job sat in his his remorse and his sackcloth and ash. And he pondered and he prayed eventually. And then chapter 42, verse 12 happens. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. Yeah, apparently the female And donkey. he also had seven sons and three daughters. Yes. That's the next verse. Though. He gets, gets a family again, yeah. right? Like there's a whole deal here where it's like the faith that got through the despair is replenished and rewarded. Yeah, and it even says, too, later on, like, the Lord allowed Job to live 140 years when he was able to see four generations of his children. And he died an old man full of days. Yeah. God blesses him Hmm. abundantly. Hmm. But there was just, like, a horrendous experience off the start, right? And and so... You've got this idea or this reality that there is a longevity to faith and yeah. a longevity to walking it out and a purpose that we need to have. And it has a, it's a bit to do with how do we deal with our doubt in those first moments? Yes, for sure. And where do we find our strength? Uh, Jesus made the Christian life really, really simple for us, <laughs> right? What do you tell everybody? Follow me. Yeah. So what are we supposed to do? Hmm. Follow him. Yeah. Which means read about him. Yeah. Because we can't actually physically walk around in Galilee with him. So we are reading about him and then we look at it and we go, okay, this is how my life should be patterned. 
Mm-hmm. This is how I should be living things out. We don't actually have to doubt what we're supposed to be doing. We don't have to doubt what Jesus is at work doing. Mm. We follow him. Yeah. We dig into our word, surround ourselves with godly encouragement, mm-hmm. stay connected to communities of faith so that when we have those moments of doubt, people will guide us to godly answers. Yeah. And then we can endure the hard times mm. till we can get back around to the celebration times that repent because of the sin that John has to the kingdom has come and the, and the feast is set mm. that Jesus preached. Yeah. We need to be able to navigate all of that with the way that we walk out our faith. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you have enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like, or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Till next time.